the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, out of the New King James Version Bible. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Spirit of the living God, in this first service today, we know that all was well in Atlanta, and we pray that you would refurbish Ed Long Jr., and we thank you for his willingness to stand in, in the pulpit and preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ in our 7 a.m. service in Atlanta. But Father, there's a unique anointing for right now, and Father, I fully engulf myself in it, that no powers of darkness will be able to penetrate my being. I divorce myself from any unworthy covenant that I have aligned myself with that would be a, be a hindrance to what you assigned me to do. So I decree and declare that nothing shall impact my ability to share the truth of your word. I am free from criticism. I am free from opinions. I am free from the works of the devil. I am free from every fiery dart of the wicked one. I decree and I declare upon these three and a half acres of land that you've opened up heaven over, that you continue to pour yourself out, that your truth will come to your people and your people will experience unusual freedom through the truth of your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead and take your seats. I'm going to read uh, Hebrews 11, verse 7 out of the Message Bible. And I want you to listen very closely as I read it from the Message Bible. When I'm done reading it from the Message Bible, I will give you my, my title. From the Message Bible, Hebrews 11 and verse 7, it reads this way. By faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of of dry land he was warned about something he could not he couldn't see and acted on what he was told the result his family was saved his act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world as a result noah became intimate with God. That's extremely powerful. My title is Faith Draws the Line. Faith Draws the Line. Faith Draws the Line. Um, many of us, and you don't understand, because um, many of us came up in churches where the, where the pastor or senior pastor was voted in by a trustee board or a deacon board, so he was never given the privilege of building something for the saving of the people. He always had to build by, based on the restrictions of men who, who had decided what direction they were moving. So all of us are not acquainted with a God called God fearing leader that re receives instructions from God and therefore builds according to the instructions that are given for, uh, by God. So if you're reading your Bible from the perspective of a trustee board or a deacon board, and I'm not, I'm not belittling that right now, but if you look at everything from that perspective, you may be those who are left outside the ship. 
because you have to do things biblically in order for God to do what he said he would do. Now, as we talk about faith, and I told you on Wednesday night, I will begin to talk about faith. Um, faith is not just about gathering things. You can have talent and ability, good credit, little bit of knowledge about finances, and you can obtain certain things. But faith is different than that. He was not trying to obtain a ship or an, or an ark. He was building one based on what he had heard from God. So based on what he had heard from God, and I know, you know, you got prophets everywhere. You got all kind of people in all kind of areas saying that they're hearing from God. And I'm like, you can, there is nowhere in the giftings that said you would hear from God with that type of precision and have that type of gifting. So how did you get that? Because God built and structured everything in a way that we would need one another. So I don't need you to be my prophet if I am hearing from God. So some area is missing or lacking because you have moved over into an area that's not your grace area. So what you just told me may not even be accurate. We were, we were talking while we were in Dallas, while we were driving alone. And uh, we were on our way to the airport on yesterday. And we were, I was explaining while I was in the car the difference between administration. You have some administrators that are very good at office administration, paperwork, data, all those kind of things. Then you have other administrators who are very good at organizing. Now, you can take the one in the office that can't deal with people world. That's well. That's why they deal with paperwork. That's why they deal with the computers, because they don't really have to interact with with people. Those kinds, you don't have to worry about your books being ordered. The books are going to be in order because that is where their grace is. But if you take that same person and you tell them to coordinate a wedding or coordinate an event, the frustration will go to an all time high because they don't have the grace on them to deal with people. We have the tendency to think because this person is gifted, they can function in any area. That is not the truth. So if you were trying to do what I am graced to do, it will frustrate the hell out of you. Because you're not graced to do this. I make it look easy because I'm under grace. Just like the woman who will be in the office that keeps everything in perfect order. If you take her outside of that, you will see her outside of her grace. But if you keep her in that, she's always going to smile after she drinks her cup of coffee. It's the same thing with musicians. Just because he plays doesn't mean he can play southern gospel music. We, we talked about that just because and we have the assumption because we don't understand all this to think that everybody can do everything because they do a thing. But that's not the truth. If the grace is not on you, you, you you're not going to be able to do it. So when it comes to building a ship or building an ark, you may hear me talk about it, but it doesn't mean you can build it. I build because I heard from God and I care about people. So if you don't have those two components deep within you, you're not going to build for 120 years. Grace keeps you building. Some people are, when are you going to stop? Well, I'm grace 26 years and I'm still building. 
because I know and I sense and something that I heard that there is not something coming. There's something already here that I have to prepare the people I care about. I have to prepare them for it. And it's not up to them who trust me to save themselves. It's my responsibility. I'm the one that heard it. Now, so don't try to do my job. Because you don't have grace on you to do my job. So I want to talk about faith. I want to talk about faith because it took faith. For Noah to begin to build an ark, and it says, in the middle of dry land. So he wasn't even close to water where he built the ark. So it, it made less sense to build the ark because you're not even close to the sea. You're so far inland, it makes no sense for you to build the ark. So it creates more ridicule. When you're building something in a place that doesn't seem like the place or what you're building fits the place you're building it. Let me just go just a little bit deeper. This type of ministry is not the norm. And you can't drive down the street and get a refresh. Not in this city. It's not the norm. It would be like building something inland. And then you get ridiculed because they don't understand what you're building. Because they didn't hear what you heard. So when he started to build, he was so far away from water, they said it doesn't make any sense. When people don't understand what you're doing, they will ridicule you for what you're doing. And they won't take the time to set up a meeting to find out why you're doing what you're doing. They will just ridicule you because it doesn't make sense for you to build there or do that there. Now you done went down in Dallas and you bring in all that stuff back here. I was doing this before I met you. I didn't just start building like this. So let me go through some points here. Uh, faith will cause you to prepare for what you heard but haven't seen. He heard but he had not seen rain and flood. So he was building based on what he heard. Not what he's, you can always get people in once they start seeing. But real leadership is I start moving when I hear, not when I see. Normally when you start doing things once you see, you're too late. So he starts to prepare an ark. Faith will cause you to prepare for what you heard. He heard from God to prepare an ark. He heard that. Nothing around him says, this is why you do it. It's only what he heard. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. If you already got an image, you don't need to hear anything. But if you don't have an image, then you need to hear something. Because hearing created an image in him. That he, one man, could save his household. And anybody else that was subject to the ministry of the gospel that he had received. So, faith caused it. 
How can you say faith caused it? Because he heard. And faith comes by hearing. And when he heard, he started responding. And he didn't go around asking everybody's opinion. And that's the problem. You're trying to get everybody's opinion about what God said. So most people are not functioning with God because they haven't gotten an okay from their soul tie. So he, by faith, by faith, he begins to prepare the ark. He's never seen it rain. He's building in, in, inland. W what makes sense? I heard it. I, all I had to do was hear it. When I heard it, I believed that I was supposed to respond out of obedience and do it. Let me, let me pull up James 2, verse 17 and 18. James 2, verse 17, verse 18. This is very important. And I believe this, this is the downfall of the church because I believe uh, many of us cannot hear anymore. And we're only building what we've seen instead of what we heard. James 2, verse 17 to verse 18. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So what, what did Noah do? He showed his faith. By his works. There is no way you can hear and have faith in what you heard and not go to work. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so if, if I irritate you, it's because I heard something. It's because I believe something. And it's, it, it causes me to be stimulated on the inside to go to work. There's no way. Anytime you see someone sitting still. They either have not heard or they did not believe in what they heard. Because if it's true faith, the ability of true faith is coupled with works. And works is going to cause you to show your skeptics something. My faith is going to prove all my skeptics wrong. I don't, you don't, don't have another conversation. When you're in faith, don't have another conversation to explain what you heard. Just keep doing what you heard. And I promise you, I mean, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Your act of faith can save those who trust in you. I trust God. But do you trust who's building the ark? The Lord said, have no confidence in the flesh. Yes, your own. Noah was only able to save those who had confidence in his leadership. You can never, no matter who you are, 
not even Jesus, benefit those who have no confidence in your leadership. You can come every Sunday, every Wednesday, tune in on Tuesday, but if you have no confidence, then you have no benefit. That's why this, this antichrist or anti-anointing spirit has tried to infiltrate the church so that you don't believe and act on what you hear. In a, in a moment, the anointing is like this. In a moment, you can miss out on your miracle. Because you didn't understand what you were coming into was a result of what he said. If he didn't say it, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have the backup. I wouldn't have the support. I don't believe in doing anything I don't have support in. I have to have support. I have to have support in the word of God. I have to know that God said it to me and not somebody else. So what he says to somebody else doesn't fit me. Just because he told them that and I like the way it looks doesn't mean he told me that. So I got to find out what did he say to me? Because the blueprint for what they have is different than what I have. The city I'm building in is different than the city that they're building in. So your act of faith can save those who trust in you. Trust in you. Who trust in you. Who trust, as I was studying, uh, I don't think I may have. Yeah, I did. I did. I did write it down. Trust is the reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, or surety of a person or thing. Now, 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 none of you can challenge my integrity. None of you, none of, none of, none of you, you, you can't challenge my integrity. So if the integrity is there, then the trust should be there. Now, I haven't always felt well, always felt strong, but I've always been consistent. So that speaks to my strength. What, what speaks to my strength is the fact that on a, on a second Sunday or fourth Sunday, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, Eastern time, which is 3.30 your time. And I am in a church in Atlanta and I'm preaching. I am done preaching. I get in the car and I drive two hours. I arrive here at about nine o'clock. That's strength. I walk out here on the platform focused and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's two services in two states with a two hour drive. After I'm done with the nine o'clock service, I go to my office for a few minutes to collect myself and then come back into the 11 o'clock service and I preach again. So nothing in those actions say that I'm weak. Nothing in the books of this church says I don't have integrity. Uh, you corrected me. You needed it. That's part of it. 
you should believe by now if I was raised under a father, I am going to be a father. I never would have been raised under a father if I wasn't going to imitate a father. So a father corrected me. You don't want correction? Go, don't go to a church where there's a father. You only imitate and emulate what you've experienced. So trust is the reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, or surety of a person or a thing. I, I am pretty sure by now, you could have checked me back when I was in Pinson. I am pretty sure I have the ability to do what I do. By my faith in God. The reason I understand the ability is there because I've been through hell and I still do it on a high level. Next reason I know I have the ability, I should hate some people for things that they've done, but I don't. So I have the ability to do it. I'm never preaching at anybody because I'll come tell you if I got a problem with you because I have the ability to do that. So... So with, with all these qualities, then what causes you to not believe? It has to be an inner problem. Okay. All right. Can we move on? Because see, we have to act. How long have we not been acting? What, what did I preach Wednesday that you have not acted on? You have to be quick. You have to be quick to act. Uh, God told Abraham, take your son, your only son, take him to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him. Or he didn't say Mount Moriah. He said, I will show you. The next morning, he rose up, saddled this donkey. Didn't even tell Sarah where he was going. Moving towards obedience. See, you, 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 can't, you can't have all these conversations. So while you're starting, well, well, what you think about this part of Apostle's message on Wednesday night? By, by that time, the opportunity is gone. Now, I'm not saying for you to go sacrifice a child. No, no, no. That's, but, but there are simple things that the message will require of you in order for you to benefit from the message. So if you're going to benefit from the message, you have to come in prepped to hear and to obey. What that's, I'm telling you, this is the way I respond. I am not coming to criticize because I know God has something to say to me. And if he has something to say to me, I have to remove all the interferences when I come and take a seat because I need proper information because I'm going to act on it. And I'm intentional. I have no intentions of sitting and not responding. I got to put some work with what I heard for what I heard to manifest. All right. I understand faith because my life is built on faith. Everything said no, but the word said yes. Everything said no. My upbringing said no. Everything about, everything about my beginning said no. But what I heard overrode what I, how I was raised. 
the house I was raised in, the mother and father that had me. It overrode because everything in that says no. But God says yes. Faith has to override everything that has gone on prior to you hearing. An act of faith will draw a clear line between those who believe and those in unbelief. Let me show you when the fight starts, when you really start believing. Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. What he means by that, at a certain point, when you really start believing and you start acting on what you believe, those who are in unbelief are going to separate from you. You can always tell when you're not fully functioning because they feel comfortable with you when you're not fully functioning. But when you fully function and you start to build based on what you heard, because they didn't do anything with it, and you may be around people for a long period of time that don't do anything with what they heard. But when you start building based on what you heard, then they will cut you off. There, there are people who cut me off. I'm wondering why you cut me off. Why you didn't invite me. Why you having that lunch. I used to be invited. The problem was. I started acting, I started believing, and I started acting, and things started happening, and then they started having a problem with me because I was hearing something, but not only hearing it, I was doing it because I know I am not supposed to be a hearer only. And so my faith grows more because the more I hear, the more I obey. Let me tell you, how I upset know-it-alls in this church. I have faith and I act. When I start acting, they think they know. They don't know because they didn't hear. So it starts, to, it starts to stir things. If you ever get in faith, it is going to stir. It is going to separate some things. Because in faith, water and oil don't mix. So you, you notice, you notice in the scripture, let's go back to the scripture. Out of the message Bible, it says, and this is in the message Bible, uh, Hebrews 11, verse seven, his act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. You don't have to draw the line. You start acting on what you believe and the line will be drawn. Now, I hope you prepared yourself to be without a friend you didn't need. Can I just talk to you just for a moment? Because see, you really don't know who your true friends are until you start exercising what you heard. They had no problems. You've been working with them for 20 years. They had no problems until you start believing and acting. There was no problem. There was no conflict. Everything was going well. 
But that's what that's what faith does when it's really genuinely believed. Now, let me help many of you who think there's multiple races and uh, multiple beliefs and multiple denominations and all that kind of stuff. God doesn't see it like that. God speaks a word. And the one who believes, God puts on his right side. The one who doesn't believe, God puts on his left side. So they're only really, while y'all fighting over colors, y'all bunch of kings, God doesn't see it like that. He sees believers and he sees non-believers. That's the way he sees it. So while you say, well, they're sinners. Well, if they believe more than you do, then what category are you in? Because I've had some that, that don't speak in tongues, that don't know how to live, but they believe in what I said. And I've had high levels of productivity in their lives. Why? Because they believe. I don't know how you grow into unbelief, but it's not a place I want to be. It's not a place I want to be. You go from faith to faith, to, from glory to glory. You don't decrease. The only way you can decrease in faith is that you decrease in your hearing. Now that's by choice. You can be in the room. You can be streaming and not hear me. For whatever reason you come up with. But it doesn't hinder me. Whatever the project is you have. Because you need faith for that. So whatever that is you're believing God to do. Can't be done without faith. In fact, based on your project. God sends you to a house. Or a leader. That speaks to bring manifestation. To the thing that you're believing for. Now if you get an attitude. Your hearing is gone. I don't like the decision you made. That's not your business what decision I made. You didn't come here for the decisions that I made. You came so that you could hear, so that you would increase in faith, so the thing that God spoke to you will come to pass. Because we have to water it by the washing of the water of the word. We got to water it. So every time you come, what we're doing is we putting water. Every time you stream, we're putting water on the seed that's in the ground that will not produce unless we water it. Based on the project. Based on, based on what God has placed in your heart. If you don't hear a proper word, you will have desolation in the land. Okay. So, it's belief. It's unbelief. It's only two. Don't be prejudiced anymore. In fact, in fact, if this entire place is filled with believers, we all should be able to get along. That, that's, it's simple. It, it's, it's simple. That the whole place, that's why I don't understand all these, you know, all this segregation. It's because if we all believe in the same Bible, then we all should be able to get along. It's only unbelief that attacks belief.
that causes dissension, even in your household. I promise you, y'all are at odds because y'all don't believe the same way about something that you need to be on the same page concerning. That's why, you know, you know, if you don't believe, then, then I have to divorce myself from you. And it's not Lady Davis. No, you, you, you can't be close to me and not believe that God sent me and God gave me this assignment. And you want to be in my leadership. What are you going to do in my leadership? Split my leadership? Because that's what you draw the line. You're only supposed to, hear me, hear me good. You're only supposed to join an organization that has a kingdom perspective because you see what they see and you believe what they believe. So you join yourself because that helps the fulfillment of their assignment and your assignment. See, if, if, if I didn't want to come from Dallas to Birmingham, I would have gone to a different gate. I would have bought a different ticket. But because I wanted to come to Birmingham, I bought a ticket that told me that you need to go, whether it was it E, gate E21 or B21? B21. So if I had gone to E21, it would not have been profitable to me. I'd still be sitting in Dallas. Some of us need to know what you got yourself into. Because if I heard from God, you're not going to change my direction. And even if it costs for 120 years of building, I'm a bill for 120 years. Because I, I believe what I heard more than I believe the skeptics. And the ridicule that goes along with being a believer. If you don't want to be ridiculed, don't believe. I don't know anyone in the Bible that used their faith and did not experience ridicule. So you got to put your big boy's pants on. Because it's going to happen. But if it happens, it's fine. What you need to do. Is you got to remain stable until what he said is seen by them. Faith will get you in situations where people call you crazy. Can you listen? What you don't understand is how many pastors and small small congregations lost buildings not this size. They weren't even this size. They went in. Uh, with a certain agreement, they couldn't meet the agreement, they lost the building. They put us in that category. This is what the community, this is what the city would say. They categorize us as those who were going to spend a year, two years, maybe three years, and then once that time was up, they were going to decide, well, since you can't come up with the capital, you have to leave. That's, that's who they category. I don't need you inside fighting me when I got enough outside unbelief fighting me, okay? So while, while you were trying to figure out if you were going to believe, I knew what they were saying. But what they said didn't come to pass. What God said did come to pass. So they can't say now. 
I had people wish, wishing, you know, he, 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 he didn't deal with us. I, you said you were a son or daughter, so I corrected you. And now you man and you want to curse me. Well, that's, that's another message. That's a leadership teaching. So, so, you know, once you start walking in this thing, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create some problems for you. Because they don't understand how you do and what you do. Because they didn't hear what you heard. And they hadn't figured it out. That you must have heard something. If you're that passionate about what you're doing. You must have heard something that we didn't hear. They never see it like that. But it's only when you hear something that they didn't hear. You do something that they will never do. When God gets ready to do something major with you. He's going to put you in a setting where you start hearing some things. You got to understand that. He'll change your environment. And then the ones who didn't hear, why are you coming around here with all that mess? No, you came around here with all the mess. I came with truth and righteousness. Because see, when you're hearing correctly and you're believing correctly, it produces righteousness in your life. So the person who is not obeying and thinking they're righteous, they are lying. Righteousness comes by believing. So if they call themselves a Christian and they don't believe, that is not the truth. It was Abraham's belief and his obedience that made him righteous. God's like, if you will do that much, I told you, I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to tell you something else. In fact, I'm going to keep telling you things because I keep getting a response out of you. Let me tell you how, how I am. If I don't get a response after I told a person something, I'm not telling that person again. I'm going to find somebody else to tell. Well, why didn't you come and tell me? Because you didn't, you didn't hear me the first time. Why should I come back and rehearse? I don't have that kind of time to come and rehearse back over to you something that I've already told you and told you and told you. Now, that time is over. Okay. Are y'all okay? All right. Keep it simple. There are believers and non-believers. Don't make it complicated. Keep it simple. Every, what I've realized, everything about God is simplicity. Oh, man, you were deep. We didn't understand anything you said. So they're not going to act on anything you said. So I learned some years ago, I used to be in Pinson. I was deep. I was deep, y'all. I was deep. And I was deep. Man, I was deep. I don't, deep. I don't preach as deep as I used to. I was deep. They, they didn't understand anything about my message until I got to the last five minutes. Just based on my understanding doesn't mean my audience understands. When they break it down for you, it's a sign that they care about you. When they make it clear, it's a sign that they care. I'm not trying to prove my intelligence. I'm trying to get you away from the judgment of God. So keep it simple. There are 
believers and non-believers. You say Baptist, you say Methodist, you say we're always telling, well, I'm from this denomination. Now, I don't want to know what denomination you're from. I want to know, do you believe the Bible? <laughs> That's what I want that's because see that tells me how deep in relationship I can go with you that tells me also that I don't always have to correct you because you got a Bible and you can read it and you can see where you're in error so it'll correct you and then you come back and say I'm so I, I apologize apostle I did not know but when I was reading last night I read something in the word and the Holy Spirit convicted me when I read it in the word so therefore I came to apologize for you to be for being a problem to you just can you imagine what if a husband and wife were both Bible literate? I mean, I just, we're just thinking, we're just thinking, I, my time's up, but I want us to think for a minute. What if, what if both knew the Bible? Can you imagine how many problems would be solved in that household if they both knew the Bible? How do, how do they use this term? Well, we grew apart. What does that mean? What well, God has joined together, let no man put asunder. What do you mean you grew apart? I don't know what kind of growth you're doing, but it's not biblical growth. This is my last point. I'm going to get ready to walk off. Ed, you can start playing lightly. <laughs> Faith will interrupt the fear brought on by a lie. Now, let me, let me say this as I prepare to close. Nobody's been lied to like the African-American people. And in order to reverse that lie, you have to have faith in the truth. That's the only way you're going to reverse generations, generations of lies. Is that you hear the truth. I like high service, high energy service. I love them. But I have to have the truth. Because I'm trying to reverse a lie. I'm trying to reverse a lie that I was told to by my own people. I don't know where they got it from. But I'm trying to reverse a lie. I'm trying to reverse that, you know, if I see a black cat walks in front of me, I'm going to have bad luck. I'm trying to, I'm trying to reverse a lie because Sasha loves cats. I'm trying to reverse a lie. So if I walk under my ladder because I'm trying to work on it, 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 it you know, I'm trying to reverse a, I'm trying to ver reverse a lie. If I wash clothes at the last day of the year, I'm trying to reverse. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Most of these people do know what I'm talking about. You're going to tell me all this blessing on me is going to be reversed because I saw a black cat walk under a ladder and wash clothes the last day of the year? See, so, so you have to watch me because it's not that easy to curse me. And I believe every negative word somebody says about me is like a boomerang. But before I walked up to start teaching, I could feel something that want to work against me. I said, God, whatever they want to do to stop me from teaching this word, let it happen to them. 
not one thing that they're thinking, not one thing that they come up with, because the truth of the matter is, you can't curse what's blessed. Once I got a hold of truth, it didn't matter what color I was, I was going to succeed in life, because that's the truth of the matter. God's grace is on me. God has forgiven me from my past. And God opened up a, a future for me that I don't have room enough to receive. That is the truth of the matter. You're not going to connect me to the Cushites, Ethiopians, and say I'm cursed because of what Ham done. Let all those who are in Christ. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Everywhere I go, it's going to be blessed because wherever I go, the soles of my feet tread, I expect a blessing because that's what's on me. I am not going to fit, I'm not going to spend my time fighting someone who opposes a blessed person which causes a curse to come on them. The Bible says, Abram, those who bless you, I will bless. To him who curses you, I will curse. You better leave folks alone. Especially those who are obeying the truth of God's word. Those who are building what God has given them instructions to build. We may be building inland, but we're building for what's coming. Not what is. And we're going to save somebody. I said we're going to save somebody. in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.